Hello and thank you for joining us on Sideline Story, your destination for sports news, analysis and discussions. I'm Brandon Yates and today we will be discussing the beginning of the new NBA basketball season. We'll examine player performances, potential title contenders as well as some Chinese players that may find themselves in the NBA in the future. I'll be diving headfirst into these points with my two fantastic co-hosts, Fuyu and Tianyu. And Fuyu, we've already seen some blockbuster trades going on. We've seen a couple of the rookies come into the NBA performing yes. relatively well at the beginning of the season so far. But what have you made of the performances that you've seen from the trades as well as the rookies so far? Uh, of course, a lot of the attention and uh, everyone is looking at Victor Wembanyama. Wemby, of course. Because, yes. yeah, he's the number one pick. Yeah. Um, and um, a lot of people are comparing him with LeBron James already <sighs> because they were both the number one pick and um no they... pressure right i mean that's a crazy <laughs> comparison to make so early in his career yes and but they... he seems to be dealing with the pressure quite well right yeah yes and they they've both uh, exhibited great potential in both um, in terms of playing on the field and um, they've also demonstrated their commercial potential okay so yeah going into this season some people are already quite familiar with the French player that is mm. landing in the NBA. I can't think of a rookie in the past that's had so much attention placed on them. Um, I guess yeah. when LeBron came around, social media wasn't that popular back in yeah. those yeah, days. 20 yeah. years ago. Yeah, yeah. So I think now with the emergence of Wimbanyama, um, it seems like the social media craze around him, I think, has been a lot greater than it has been for any other rookie that mm. we've seen, I would say, in the last five to ten years. Yeah, so yeah. I think that there's a lot of there's a, there's a massive spotlight on him right now. And I guess there's also a lot of pressure on him from fans and from the Spurs, uh, you know, hierarchy and everybody mm. that's expecting him to do well. But like I said, he seems to be dealing with that pressure on yes. and off the court very well. Yes, I think as a young person that's living in the digital age, he was born after 2000. Yeah. And he's, he's handling Makes me feel everything. So old. <laughs> he's yeah, handling everything pretty well. Um, and for Wampanyama, he his NBA debut with the Spurs, I think he scored 20-something points. I not don't bad, need, not bad. Yeah, of course, not bad for a player who's playing his first official NBA game. Um, and not, with all the hype that's around him, I mean, he must have been feeling immense pressure going into yeah. that game. Yes, and I don't need to repeat the stats for that game here, but I think he is definitely a ray of hope for San Antonio who's uh, looking for a revival hmm. because they, to be honest, they haven't been doing that well yeah. in recent seasons. They've kind of flown under the radar for yeah. quite a long time now. They've never really been mentioned in you know, yes. the title contenders you know, conversation. Yeah, which I don't think should be happening at all because actually there's a special place in my heart for San Antonio. Okay. Uh, I remember it was the 2000 and if I'm correct is the 2002 and 03 season mm -hmm. um, and my first NBA game was the Western Conference final between the Spurs and Dallas not a bad so, first yeah. game to watch <laughs> <laughs> yes so yeah in my impression they are champions material mm. so they shouldn't this season no, I mean traditionally, okay. because that's traditional powerhouse. Yeah, when right, I first right. got into because they've got quite a strong history. Yeah. Yeah. Yes, when I first got into basketball, they were playing for the um, conference finals. So mm -hmm. yeah, I, that's my impression. I think they shouldn't be overlooked, and yeah. definitely, I hope that with the arrival of Wimbanyama, they will 
um, maybe not immediately retain their success, but this will be yeah. a, a road to um, revival. Yeah, I guess it's a good jump start for them to kind of get things going again. It might not lead to immediate success, like you said, but I think having someone of that ilk and with immense talent and seemingly untapped potential, yes. I think that the future for San Antonio could be very bright indeed. But I think with that being said, Wembanyama really has to step up to the plate and make sure that he fulfills that potential. And I think that's yes. going to have a lot to do with his um, performances on the court. Mm. But I also think that the coaching staff at San Antonio also have to really step up and, and take a hold of Wembanyama and make yeah. sure make that he reaches those yeah. heights that he can. Yeah, and to do that, there are a few things that I think Wembanyama needs to work on. Mm. Uh, of course, in the past games, he's demonstrated his versatility and his consistency. But... I think he just needs to get stronger. Yes. <laughs> because uh, at seven foot four and with his crazy wingspan. Yeah. That's it, tiny. Seven foot four. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Uh, those create, create conditions for probably for when he shoots outside the three point line, um, which makes him a natural for basketball. But, yeah. but still, he, his lanky frame and his height at this point actually plays to his disadvantage hmm. um, when he rubs shoulders with bigger players it yeah. puts him at a disadvantage it potentially so, allows him to get dominated around the paint i suppose yes yeah. and um and and he's also been dealing with some injuries and that could happen a lot more often mm. if he doesn't work on his physique yeah yeah, yeah. so um, that's where i think a lot of the um responsibility in terms of protecting him i guess lies with san antonio look he has to do do a lot of work himself. He needs to get into shape. He needs to uh, yes. increase his strength and make sure that he maintains his fitness and all of that. But I think when he, you know, suffers a couple of bumps and bruises or potentially, you know, uh, career-threatening injuries, hopefully that doesn't happen. Um, I think San Antonio will have a, a, a large part to play in protecting him and making sure that he does reach that potential that he has. Yeah. 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 Potential is something that he certainly has, but For he's sure. not quite at LeBron James's level. Not even uh, close. <laughs> yeah. At the, at the same stage of their career for oh, okay. when they when they first got into the NBA. Do you um, think that's a physical issue? Because when LeBron did get into the NBA as the first draft pick, he was already quite a physical specimen. Yeah. Yes. Yes. That that's one of one of the issues that he needs to deal with mm. um, and also he it, it remains to be seen whether Wembanyama can grow into this influential figure that LeBron James has since become yeah so Tianyu we've already kind of touched on uh, Wembanyama's performances what have you made of his performances so far after uh, you know we, we've did uh, uh, like a prediction of his performance in NBA in earlier episodes. And uh, it's time now to give an initial review of the starts of his debut season. And uh, a lot of people are actually starting to call him a bust now for not showing. <laughs> yeah, he's got a little bit of heat he online, right? Yeah, yeah he's he getting pretend. a lot of um, stick from some of the fans. Yeah, as uh, you know, he's the number one draft pick. And uh, as someone with such a tall body, he should do more you know in the first game against Dallas Mavericks he's been struggling a lot in defense mm. as he only as he only played 23 minutes in the game mm. and was forced to exit after picking up uh, the fourth foul 
early in the third quarter, and uh, I think he was still having some kind of cold feet uh, in in the first of the games yeah. in the new season. I think it takes some adjustment too, because I think the officiating in the NBA is a lot stricter than some of the European leagues. So yeah. maybe that's something that he's not yeah, used to, and also he might he was, be struggling with the physical side of the defensive game. Yeah, he was so used to playing in the French league mm. and now turning to NBA is is, is a totally. A, a, a totally different yeah, playing field. Yeah, completely different ball game. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. And I, I, I think he wasn't playing with full confidence like he was in France. In in the game against the Clippers, he was being guarded by Dillian Brooks. And uh, when Mayama was uh, nearly silent during the entire first half, yeah. and he was only four ten from the field, and ended up with only eleven points and just five rebounds. That's that's something quite. I think. Unacceptable for yeah, someone particularly the rebounds because yeah. I think that's a, a lot of that has to do with just efforts. Yeah, yeah, and not necessarily talent. Yeah, that was not clearly not good enough for for many fans who who had high expectations for him. Yeah, but but I think let's just not jump to the conclusion too soon. Definitely not. Yeah, even though be a did, huge mistake yeah. considering his potential, and yeah. I think the fans of San Antonio in particular also need to manage those expectations because mm. he is incredibly young. He has a lot of physical development yeah. to still undergo. Yeah. And look, adjusting to the NBA is not easy, no matter how much talent you have. So I think that they need to give him some time and maybe take yes. a bit of a back step with, uh, in terms of the the negativity that he's facing on social media in particular. Yeah, I mean, and it wouldn't mm. be fair to judge him just af after only a few games. Yes, at, at least give him a season. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. But and like we've though, also said, because mm. there's so much expectation around him, more than we've seen probably in the last decade. You know, I guess it's understandable that fans are getting frustrated considering yeah. that they haven't seen what they were expecting at this early stage. Yeah. But they really do need to practice patience because yeah. there is definitely a lot of world-class talent in that man. Yeah, I mean, even though he did struggle in, in the first of the games, we could still find some a lot of highlights, actually, from his performances. In his debut game against uh, Mavericks, he was able to block a shot in the opening minute of the game. And he, when he That's returned, always grateful fans to yeah. see. We love a block shot. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> and electrify the audiences, yeah. the spectators. Yeah. And when he returned midway through the fourth quarter, he quickly scored seven points with a powerful dunk. That's what the fans need to need to yeah. see. So we're and getting glimpses of that potential. Maybe we're not seeing consistently at this yeah. point, yeah. but we've definitely seen periods of play when mm -hmm. he's involved that mm -hmm. there is definitely something to be unleashed in yeah, terms of his talent definitely and i and i think a lack of efficiency was not just his fault alone you know the whole spurs team doesn't have a truly experienced player yes. to guide them and they actually have the youngest squad in the whole league so i think there's still room for improvement in terms of coordination and team cohesion mm. uh for spurs and i um, think that's what you mentioned there, the, the fact that Spurs are the youngest team on the NBA roster, I think that could potentially negatively impact Wemanyama because yeah. a lot of the, the focus around him and all of the expectations around him, if there's no experienced players around him, I guess he's going to take on a lot of the responsibility that experienced players would normally take on, which I guess makes sense considering his abilities. But then again, having abilities without experience it makes it quite difficult to take on a leadership role. Yeah. So we may see San Antonio struggle this season, but then again, the future looks really bright for them considering the amount of young talent that they have. So I think fans need to really manage their expectations, not just of Wembanyama's season, but potentially of San Antonio's entire season. Definitely. 
For you, it's early days in the NBA season, but um, I suppose at this stage we can kind of predict who might be title contenders. Do you have any in mind at this point? <laughs> yes, but don't laugh. <laughs> <laughs> I won't. I won't. <laughs> uh, yeah, I'll, I'll first pick two, and they are Phoenix and Boston. Okay. Yeah, and uh, they are my picks for the Decent finals picks. in. Yeah, yeah. No, no, those are not laughable at all. I mean, yeah. over the last two, three years, those have been very impressive teams, and they've got a very strong team, both of them. Yes, yes. They are my picks for champions from the Eastern and Western Conference. Um, and I think they will win their conferences simply because the strong lineup um, that they've acquired this season, uh, their recent history, I mean, their recent success. Mm. And um, So they've actually, I mean, even without the trades that they've done for this season, prior to that, they already had great success. And it looks like um, they've improved their squads this season. So they yes. could be even stronger this year than they have been yes. in previous years. They, they've reinforced their squad. Yes. Um, for Phoenix, they showed their ambition at the NBA championship when they acquired Kevin Durant, Devin Booker, and Bradley Beal. And mm -hmm. these new arrivals, a combination of experience and vitality, I yeah, think yeah. Uh, will lead them far. Yeah. And for Boston, I think as long as Jason Tatum is here, they can't do that bad. Yeah. And also... And um, Jalen Brown, agreed. and they've got quite a lot of talent. Yes. Still, the, the core of their past success is still there. Yeah. yeah. And um, although there's n no LeBron James or Stephen Curry level superstar <laughs> on this team, they still have a very, very balanced squad. Yeah. Um, I suppose Kevin Durant's in that conversation in terms of LeBron James and Steph Curry. Maybe he hasn't reached that level in recent years, but I think mm. he, in terms of talent, I would say he's up there. Yeah. Yes, he yes, could be a leader in yeah. this squad. And yeah. I mean, this Boston squad doesn't have a clear weakness that mm -hmm. um, other teams can exploit on. So, and, and I uh, think over the years, Jason Tatum has definitely taken on a leadership role too. I think every season that I've seen him progress, the talent's always been there, no doubt. Um, but he seems to be a lot more mature uh, each season. And I yeah. think that this could be a potential breakout season for him, not just in terms of what he does on the court, but his leadership abilities. Yes, and I think that also partly comes from seniority. Yeah. He knows that now this team evolves around him. Mm -hmm. So he has to take on that resp responsibility mm. to and lead the team. And he's got a great wingman in Jalen Brown too, mm. who I also think is a phenomenal yeah. leader and a fantastic player as yeah. well. And he's just signed mm. a new long-term deal too. Yes. So for um, the Eastern Conference, I don't see anyone challenging Boston. Okay. So they'll definitely... Bold statement. Bold statement. Yeah, they'll... they'll <laughs> be the champions of the Eastern Conference, Ooh. if not the champions of the final. Okay, we'll have to look back at this podcast in a couple of months' time and see if Fuyu's <laughs> predictions are correct there. I agree with Fuyu. Yeah. Well, tell me more about your predictions, Tianyu. What do well, you think? Uh, first of all, Denver Nuggets. Okay. Yeah, yeah of course. <laughs> Which I think <laughs> un sense. undeniably remains like the biggest favorite for this season. For sure. Nikola Jokic is proving in the first four games that they're still the most dominant force yeah. in the and game. And Jamal Murray's also been performing really well, yeah. right? Yeah. yeah, they lost Bruce Brown, J Jeff Green this season. Uh, but the core players like Jokic, uh, Jamal Murray, Aaron Gordon, and Michael Porter Jr. are still with the team. So, yeah. so like the yeah. heart of the team is still yeah. there, yeah. particularly Jokic. I mean, everything revolves around Jokic. Yeah, the yeah. foundation is unshakable. And For sure. uh, Michael Malone is still their head coach. So I would say... They're still going to be a major contender. for Let me panel. pose this question to you, Tianyu. If Jokic got injured and was out for the entire season, do you think that the Nuggets could cope? I think they they have the depth to cover 
Okay. To 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 cover the the the, yeah. the title race. I think that they would love to send him out in each game covered in <laughs> cotton wool because he is so integral to yeah. that team. Yeah. But like you said, I mean, they've got three or four, potentially mm. even five players that are, I wouldn't say of equal importance, but that are equally important in terms of making that team function. Yeah. So it. Listen, I hope nothing happens to Jokic. <laughs> I love watching him, and of course, I want the best for every team in the NBA, and I want every team to have a full roster. But if Jokic did get injured, it would be very interesting to see how Denver would handle that yeah. situation yeah um for you let's bring it to china um of course we love watching the cba um it's always entertaining action and um it's a really fantastic league to watch yeah. week and in week out has just yeah. got underway yeah and uh yao ming the president of the chinese basketball association recently made a visit to america and the nba and he said that um the the partnership between the NBA and China is still strong and that NBA players are welcome in China and the NBA has said vice versa that, you know, we welcome Chinese players in the NBA. So it mm. seems like there is a good relationship between the NBA and the CBA, which there hasn't always been traditionally, but it seems like it's in a good place right now. Mm. With that in mind, are there any current Chinese talents that we may see making the switch to the NBA in the near future? Yeah, there is one young Chinese talent that some people are saying could be the next Chinese player to land in the NBA. And he's 18-year-old Yang Hansen, who's currently in his debut CBA season, and he plays for his home team, Qing, Shan, I mean, uh, Qingdao. Yeah, but that's um, a lot of pressure on an 18-year-old <laughs> yeah. that hasn't even played in the CBA yet. So young. Yeah, yeah. but he, he's... But he must have a lot of talent if they're yeah. talking about him like this before he's even stepped foot on the CBA courts. Yeah. Yes, he was first discovered, I believe, four or five years ago okay. um, in his home province. And um, he's now playing in the CBA. And the seven foot one center is actually more of a blocker than a scorer. And mm. he is known to make assists that evoke Nikola Jokic. Right. In fact, some people tout him as China's Jokic. Ooh, and that's a lot of pressure, man. A lot of pressure. Also reports <laughs> Currently that the best player in the NBA and he's yeah. being compared to this guy and he hasn't even played CBA yet. Mm. So hopefully he can handle that pressure. <laughs> yes, and he's also reportedly, reportedly being monitored by the Nuggets. Of course. <laughs> <laughs> they want to find a Jokic substitute. Yeah. Yeah, yeah but um, at his age, it's it probably it'll take him a few more seasons before he can join the NBA draft. For sure. But I don't think that is necessarily a bad thing um, because for him, one thing that Young Hansen is lacking is experience. So a few more years at home and um, a few more opportunities to play at international level competitions yeah. will definitely help him gain that experience and evolve into a leader both at his club and even at the national team too. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I think the important thing with young players, particularly that aren't from the USA before going to the NBA is, look, even if they're not coming up against quality opposition, I think it's important for them to stay at home and get as much playing time as possible yeah, and develop their skills and their confidence yes. so that when they get to the NBA, they can handle the pressures that come with it, both physically and mentally. When they're substitutes, like it, they're sitting on the bench for most mm. of the games they yeah. have to handle the so we need to see these young players getting as much game time as possible so i think with this particular gentleman i think the more time that he spends in the cba and in china it could really benefit him and maybe give him a greater chance of getting to the nba mm. yes and depending on his performances to date in the cba he definitely needs some more time to develop and um, i think that uh, he will complete this transformation and he is definitely one of the future stars for yeah. 
for China's um, basketball. It should definitely be a very exciting career trajectory to keep an eye on. So we will definitely be keeping our eyes on him. Yes. Tianyu, you know, we've already discussed um, a couple of NBA teams, a couple of trades. You know, we've uh, talked at length about Wembanyama and the fact that he's been compared to LeBron. And I think LeBron has also spoken very highly of Wembanyama. But let's focus on LeBron James now, probably one of the greatest, if not the greatest basketball players we've ever seen. I believe he's in his 21st season now or 20, yes. yeah, is it the 21st, 21st season, 21st, which yeah. is phenomenal. I mean, even though he entered the league at 18 years old, mm. the, fact that he's, yeah, the fact that he's maintained this level of dominance for over uh, 20 years is, is absolutely remarkable. Do you think that this could potentially be the final season that we see LeBron James playing in the NBA? Well, um, last season when Lakers was eliminated by the Nuggets, James did say that he was considering about retirement. Yeah, I think he said it immediately after the game, right? Yeah, yeah I remember it was, it was a post-match comment. I guess he was really disappointed. Yeah, time. of course. And, Understandably uh, so, yeah. Yeah, uh, and I think... It, it is time for him to really say uh, consider saying goodbye to the league. He will turn 39 in December. <laughs> Age is just a number, man. Age <laughs> yeah. is just a number. When you're that athletic and you take yeah. such good care of your body, anything is possible. I mean, Tom Brady was playing in the, in the NFL until his 40s. 40s. Yeah. yeah. So I don't know if age is that much of a factor when it comes to LeBron James. Yeah, I mean, uh, yeah, he can still be the role model for young players in the team. And mm. uh, he still managed to use his rich experience to help the team and hit double digits in, in the games. But uh, I, I think his body was, has certainly gotten in his way. You know, injuries, wear and tear have cost him over 100 games in wow. five years with the Lakers. Mm. And uh, I think it, it, could, it could well be the last season of he, he, uh, his time in NBA and his last chance to claim a title. But do you think it could be his last season in the NBA or with just the Lakers? Because there might be a team that doesn't necessarily need him to play week in, week out, and they might need his experience and you know his uh, big match temperament. Yeah, his contract with the Lakers uh, does run out at the end of this ongoing season. Mm -hmm. um, and LeBron James has previously hinted at possibilities of going to another team. And I think that's that makes perfect sense because he can still play. He's, the motivation is not there. Yeah. I, I mean, it's still, it's there. still there. Yeah. yeah. He's previously said he wanted to devote more time to his family. Right. Yeah, after that medical condition with his son. Yeah, 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 of course. That yeah. was very, yeah, Bronny he had a um he had a heart condition yeah. or something, right? He yeah, suffered yeah, a yeah. cardiac arrest during a match or yes. something terrible happened. So I'm I'm sure that really shocked yeah. uh, LeBron and probably made him reconsider everything that he's currently doing and, and anything that yeah. he has planned in the future. I'm guessing all of that attention now will probably be devoted to his family. Mm. So that probably made him question his time remaining in the NBA. I mean, he's already already got everything and uh, mm. the the titles, the MVPs <laughs> And I think his pride can't afford him to go to a weak team and uh, yeah. you know, just to make He doesn't necessarily to have to go to a weak team, in my opinion. I think what he could do is that, and we've seen this in the NBA in the past, we've seen players that have kind of uh, gone past their peak but still have something to offer in terms of their abilities, but more importantly, experience. their experience and mm. their leadership. Yeah. Mm. They can offer Guidance. kind of a player-coach role mm. in the sense that they motivate the, the starting team and they can also have an impact off the bench. So I can see him having an impact like that, not necessarily in Los Angeles, but maybe for another team that's competing for a title. So even though he might not be 
the star of a future title-winning team. He could still be a part of a squad yes. that wins another NBA title. And I mm. think for someone like him, that could still be very appealing. And I'm sure he would love to share his knowledge and experience with up-and-coming players. So I'm sure that's also weighing like in on his mind. Yeah, like Wimanyama, exactly, yeah. exactly. Yeah, but but, like, but like you said, for you, like I think his family obligations are also going to come into his mind. Mm. But do you think that he can manage his family obligations and completely dedicate his time to that side of his life while still providing some really invaluable experience and talent for not necessarily a dominant NBA side, but a mm. team that could maybe go on and win the NBA with his involvement, but involvement, but not necessarily in a starring role. If he joins a smaller team, which can relieve him of some of his duties on the court, mm. I think he will he will be able to achieve that balance between his professional career and his family. But whether he walks away from the sport or not at the end of this season, I think we're lucky that he is still here. Yeah, absolutely. Um, at least this season, because with him both him and Wimbanyama at, at the same, uh, competing in the same season. It makes we're, it more exciting. Yeah, yeah, we're seeing this two of these generational leaders. Yeah. Um, mm. that are generational greats and one mm. just starting and one kind of ending. Mm. Yeah, they're yeah. coming together or coming against each other yeah. could be very exciting. It's like Absolutely. passing on his legacy. Yeah, for sure, for sure. I think when it comes to LeBron James and any team that he potentially plays for, it's going to be a conversation. And I'm sure that some sort of common ground can be found and hopefully we can see LeBron James stay in the NBA for hopefully one or two more seasons because we, of course, love watching him play. Yes. But that is all we have time for on this week's episode of Sideline Story. Thank you so much for joining us. And of course, we will be back next week with our latest topic and we'll see you then.